SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and hope with sweet tea and sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other so they can live their happily ever after too. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sweet Tea and Sass. So last week we were talking about some surprises that came our way in the three months prior to me leaving for basic training. So Friday the 13th, March of nineteen eighty. Nine. Nine. Stop and think a minute. I don't because that's the year Brittany was born. So Friday the 13th, I'm at the airport. I've got a daughter who's excited being looking at the airplanes coming in. Never been to the airport before. And and she's all excited, 16th month old and and uh loving life. And and then she realizes dad's walking down the gangway. And she's not going. Yep. And she's a daddy's girl. Oh, boy, is she ever a daddy's girl. She was a daddy's girl when she was in the womb. Yep. And we're heading down, met some other gentlemen who were there at the airport waiting to go to basic training at, the, at themselves. And believe it or not, we I still stay in touch with those four guys. That's amazing. And that was 35 years ago. Oh, Oof. Man, I feel old. Yes. So anyway, we're all I on. I remember the, it like it was yesterday. We're all on the airplane and. All us wives are up there. Girl wives and girlfriends. I think I might have been the only girlfriend and my only wife. Yeah. You, I, think I think they think were, were girlfriends. I think there were some moms, dads, but. Yeah. I was the only one there seeing you off. Yep. So we're. We're getting on the airplane and we're talking about what we're looking what to come and and what would what would we expect and you know so on and so <laughs> forth and had absolutely no clue what I was getting myself into <laughs> and uh so we're flying down to San Antonio, Texas, Lackland Air Force Base, home of the basic training of the Air Force. And we land and it's about seven o'clock p.m. six o'clock at night yeah and we're waiting there waiting to get on the bus got our luggage and everything and and oh bus, yeah you took all your luggage you packed your clothes and yeah. toiletries oh you were ready to packed go on every, a trip packed everything that we were supposed to pack and oh they gave you a list didn't yeah they? oh yeah we had to go buy a bunch of stuff yep yeah. so we're all packed and Got our luggage there and we're waiting for the bus to show up and more and more guys are getting off the getting off their airplanes and girls and everybody's just kind of showing up milling around and and then they load us up on the bus and it felt like it took forever to get from the airport to Lackland Air Force Base. Once you got there, you wanted it to take longer, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and by now, 
like I said, I landed at six o'clock, have not eaten anything since lunch. It's this now, is not a good thing for him. He needs his meals on a regular I, I, basis. I get, I get hangry real quick. Yeah, he gets hangry, real hangry. So it's um, it's now eight o'clock at night, and we have not eaten. And this is the old, this is the old time military, not where that now where they can't yell at you and stuff. Now they could, yeah, they could yell at you. They could touch you. They could do all kinds of stuff. Well, no, they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't like. They wouldn't touch smack you. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. It wasn't the Marines. Oh, okay. Was it Harris Island? But there was there was a lot of yelling going on, and of course, you know, we're all dog tired and and everything, and we finally get oh, off I the bet bus. You were having flashbacks. Are you having flashbacks? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay, I never thought about that until now. I'm sorry. But we were standing in line, standing at attention, trying to stand at attention. What we thought was attention. <laughs> And they're yelling at us to pick our bags up, put our bags down. And I'm thinking, Lord, have mercy. This is stupid. And uh, they finally get us lined up. And then they you haven't thought about the title of our episode yet. That was that was that night. Yeah, huh? that was that was, that was later that that, that was later that <laughs> night. So we're we're finally lined up like they want us to be or so we thought they get us marching up the stairs and they want us. They want my nose and the guy's back. Directly in front of me. Yeah, you got to tell them about your clothes. All of you guys in your clothes and what they called you. Well, we're all in civilian clothes. Yeah. And we're all randomly dressed in whatever we were dressed in. So they... All different colors. All different colors. So they called us rainbows. We were the rainbow flight for the weekend. All weekend. The rainbows. Flight 314, rainbows. And they get It wasn't a, a complimentary... No. Yeah, kind of uh, rainbow either. <laughs> no. So we get in, we start marching upstairs, and each time somebody takes a step, you have to take a step right behind them, and you have to stay nose to back all the way up the steps, and and you get in the dorm room, and they assigned you your bunk, and fortunately, I didn't have a top bunk. I just had a, a lower bunk, or I just had a, a bunk, so I didn't have to worry about the guy above me, and then they had us start putting our clothes away, and get our lockers locked up and now it's 11 o'clock at night and they finally take us downstairs to get something to eat and you're really angry by this oh point. i'm really angry now and you got a headache no i didn't have a headache i can't I was... believe you didn't have a headache from not eating but we, we're downstairs and they shuffle us through and and we can't sit down until the next person until all four seats are taken and then uh somebody at the table says okay be seated and once you sit down and you put your butt in the seat, you had four minutes to eat and you had to eat everything that was on your plate and drink everything that was in your glass. So if you got two glasses, you had to drink everything that was there. You couldn't leave anything behind. Yeah, like not, a, not even a kernel of corn. Means like a pig to slaughter, like a pig to the trough, like when I was Ex growing up on the farm. Exactly. Wow. You, you couldn't leave anything behind <laughs> and you had to slurp it down. <laughs> oink, oink. <laughs> So we finally get finished, all 40 of us in our flight, get finished eating by 11.45. We're back upstairs, lined up in front of our bunks, and the the TI, the... Um, training instructor. Training instructor. Drill sergeant. DI, TI, every, every branch calls them different. You... Uh, he finally gets everybody quieted down. We're all laying in the bunk, and then he... Teaches us to the Air Force song. So we're all learning the Air Force song, laying flat on our backs. Just before you're just about to pass out from exhaustion and inhaling your food. Yep. Oh. 
And see, I've never heard all this. This is news to me. We finished the Air Force song and lights were out. And we're all just kind of talking to ourselves like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? Which is the title of this week's episode. But what did you tell me about it? What am I doing here? I got a wife and And a kid kid at home. home. I got a bed at home and king size bed at home. What am I doing here? So this week's Bible verse is Isaiah 48, 17. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is best for you, who directs your directs you in the ways you should go. So I'm questioning God big time. Are you really teaching me the ways I should go at this point in time, lying in bed in basic training? After I just got to singing the Air Force song and exactly. my food like a hog to, to the slop. So it's now... I, I don't know. Twelve fifteen. The next thing I know, it it's four thirty, and the drill instructor is flicking the lights on and slinging a trash can down the aisleway, waking everybody up, and we're scrambling out of bed, getting dressed, and we have to be dressed and standing at the end of the bunk in less than three minutes. And yeah. now, when I'm talking dressed, I'm talking shoes on, tied. Shirts tucked in, belts buckled, and up and moving. This was still in your rainbow clothes. Still in civilian clothes. This is the reason that he joined the military and I did not. Because I don't do 4.30 in the morning anyway. And I'm not hangry. I'm just downright evil in the morning. Cause, and then I need a coffee pot before I do anything else. It's beeline to the coffee and then he threw the trash can. And I would have, it would have just been, I'd have lost all kinds of lost my witness. It would have been bad. It would have been evil. I would have had to go home. He would have sent me home. It would have, it, I, it was a good, I just needed to stay home. And I did. It was not a good, it would not have been a good thing for me. Nope. I know where I need to be and where I don't. And Lord needed to teach me another way. That was not the way he taught me. Although the way he taught me was not any more pleasant than that. So it's, <clears throat> It's now quarter to five. Everybody's finally dressed and up and they get us all downstairs and in formation and they're yelling at us still trying to get us lined up and taller tap, taller tap. So they want the, they want the shortest one in the front and the tallest one in the back or no, I'm sorry, the tallest one up front, shortest one in the back. So fortunately I was middle height, five foot 10. I'm in the middle of the pack. Somewhere in the middle. (laughs) Which is where, which is where I wanted to be. Because one piece of advice I got before I left for basic training was do not volunteer for anything. Don't keep your mouth shut. Don't um, make don't don't make yourself noticeable at do all. Do not do not become that person that they pick on. <laughs> so I kept my mouth shut and I stayed in the middle of the pack. You and blended. As well as I could blend. <laughs> and they finally marched us in to breakfast at 515 and and uh then the rest of we eat something at 515 oh again all 40 of us Food? were all 40 of us were shuffled in you couldn't sit down till somebody said okay sit you and then to tell me there's a 515 there's two of those in a day yeah oh there's two a days who knew who so, knew so we sat down 515 by 525 all 40 of us have eaten and we're back outside standing in line again Taller tap, taller tap, getting back in line. Talk for, about heartburn. 
indigestion man uh-uh that is it bad was, for your digestion well i don't know what they were feeding us but <laughs> i know i lost 30 pounds while i was in i basic. know you did too and as soon as you got home i fattened you right back up between between basic training and, and tech school i lost 30 pounds so yeah but you that's okay i fattened you right back up it was good yep so that was that was the beginning of day one day one day one and you had how many days to go were you marking on a calendar in my head oh i know we were marking them off at home it was six weeks like that every day now not all six not the first week was first week was very very rough like that every day mm -hmm. but by the end of the first week we had a routine and people were starting to figure out keep your mouth shut and people like you no, I I knew keep my mouth shut. I'm I'm talking about the other. But you learned to get dressed in bed before you. Before you no, I learned. I learned to go to bed half dressed. <laughs> I'd go to bed with my socks on and my t-shirt on and my underwear on. And <laughs> so day two, we get our uniforms. We go and over head shape. and our head shape. No, day one was day one was haircut day, and I used to have a mole right up here on top of my head. And of course, you know, I didn't tell the barber about it. Because you had to keep your mouth shut. Because I had to keep my mouth shut. And and he went zip and he just sliced that thing right off. And I had blood pouring down the side of my head. And and he's trying to cut my hair and stop the blood from flowing. And he's like, why didn't you tell me? And I just shook my head no. <laughs> and uh, I told not to say nothing. After he, after he finished cutting my hair, he slapped a Band-Aid on me. And, and uh of course, he didn't cut the mold off. He just nicked it. And... Yeah, we had to have that thing removed later. Yeah, and then after... It's actually an ingrown hair. So finishing up day one, we finally got all eight flights through the haircuts and marched back. And then we went from there to get our uniforms. So we spent day one in rainbow in rainbows. Day two was in rainbow. But we had to take our uniforms and we had to de-string them. Oh, yes. I remember. D-string the uniform. So I remember having to do that every you time buy, you got new uniform. When you buy a pair of clothes, civilian clothes, if you ever look at your pants or whatever, you'll see a string hanging out of a pocket. Well, we had to go through every pocket. And a military uniform has... Every seam, every everything. Every seam, every button. If you had any external um, string hanging off, you had to cut it with a pair of scissors or a knife. Uh, uh, not a knife we weren't allowed Razor to have blade. um fingernail clippers because ah. the seamstress when she's she, she's sewing them she just she snips just, it she snips it and she leaves a piece of string on the end yeah they don't cut it at so the same right. they just do it as fast as they can right so we got name tags put on air force tags put on and we have to go through and de-string it and then we have to hang them up and they have to be hung neatly and evenly and buttoned up and the top button button and then when all that's done you leave one uniform out you get on you you put it on tie your boots and then you go downstairs and once all that's done then the ti goes back up the stairs and inspects your locker and that was back in the day when everything had to be pressed everything had to be ironed because he came home he was telling me how to iron his uniforms i'm like they did not train me to do that it's not my job yeah so i didn't go to training for that so, so he and, it, was, it, and it wasn't just it wasn't just the I don't ironed uh, BDUs. It was also blues that had to hang up in our oh. lockers, and blues is another nightmare. That's 
So once a week we had um sorry. My nose really Mind you, that's numbers. Every time I touch it to the over there, it hurts. Okay. So once a week we had um blues. Blues dress day. So we had to dress in blues, go down for inspection, open ranks inspection. That was fun learning how to do that. What is learning that mean? open rank? Open ranks is you have four columns of people. And when they when they say open ranks, everybody faces to the left. And the first first row of people take three steps. The second row take two steps. The third row takes one step. The fourth row stays put. That way the, the TIs can come through and inspect everybody front and back and looking at everybody and making sure that uh, you are fit and proper. Did you ever think you'd do that again? No. Uh -huh. Once was enough. Uh-huh. So that was once a week. You'd think if you got it once you wouldn't you wouldn't go through it again. Yeah. Yeah. So once a week we had open ranks. Then day day two was a freebie day, which was Sunday. And what they call freebie, that was the day everybody went to church. Everybody went to service. Didn't matter if you believed or not. Everybody was in service. Nobody was an atheist at this point. Nope. <laughs> everybody was a believer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. On, Jesus. on Sundays you could go to you you marched as a flight down to church you went to church you marched to lunch and then you had the afternoon off to to write letters home to write pitiful letters to your wife at home yep, to write letters home letters, don't you know yep pitiful, pitiful letters and it was uh pitiful so, so it, it was it was rough and then every time I would send, I would write him a letter every day and I would send him cards every day. And every single time he would have a really bad day would be the day that the mail had a glitch and it didn't get, he didn't get his card that day or yep. his letter that day. And he, and then he would go to the payphone and call me collect. And, then, and we only got four minutes to talk. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't send the card today. You didn't write me today. I'm like, yes, I did. I did every day. I sent it every day. I go to the mailbox every and he'd, he'd be just pitiful. It's just pitiful. I think it was the mail on base. They, were, they he, were jacking things. They were just, to, just to mess with y'all. Just to mess with us. And then he'd get double the next day. Yeah. And then he would, he'd be okay then. But with that being said, it was a full two weeks before I ever, before I ever got my first letter. But in then the you got two weeks worth, didn't you? But then I got two weeks worth of letter. And yeah. So the, the, uh, I took, I took care of you. I the, did it right. The, TIs would mail call would usually be four o'clock in the afternoon after we had our class, our studies for the day, learning uh, Air Force doctrine and history and everything else. That was a daily, a daily routine with a weekly test. And you had to study all that. And so the first day. For those of, of you who are watching the podcast, I'm rolling my eyes because that would have made me nuts. So the first day mail call came, only one or two people got mail and. It was about a week and a half before I got my first. And the rest of y'all were jealous of those. Yeah. Yeah. Before I got my there first mail. And uh, the mail. What about the guys who got Dear John letters? 
How sad. Oh, those were bad. And this was basic uh -huh. training. This wasn't even this wasn't even times of war. Yeah, that's sad. But they uh how could you do that to somebody? That's just it's, terrible. It's just wait until they get home. Just but wait. it's uh don't be like that. When they called my name, they said, Who is clamming? So understand now it's almost two weeks into basic training and they didn't even know my name. That's how good I was. <laughs> At Hyde. At Hyde. At Blinn. So I, ra I raised my hand and they said, oh, you're the guy that was bleeding. Okay. <laughs> well, they handed me a stack of letters like this. So yeah. I spent the next three hours reading, catching up on, on mail and what was going on at home with Elizabeth and Megan and how the pregnancy was going. And Well, you know, and, and, you know, I've, I often say, Paul said, we're all part of the body of Christ. God made me the mouth. So yeah. I couldn't talk to you. So I wrote. Lots of words, yep. lots and lots and lots of words. Probably had to put extra postage on all of it. But it it made for the rest of the, and from that point on, I had mail every day and it was, uh, oh, it I was don't know. great. You, you had but, a couple skips in there. Easter as one I remember very well. But uh, the, uh, remember when I said I didn't volunteer for anything. One of the funniest um, day two or day three, rather, the TI had us in our day room and he said, I need some, who all in here loves to bowl? And there were about seven or eight people that threw their hands up real fast. Yeah, we love to bowl. He said, okay, y'all are going to be my bowling team. Mm. Y'all get to clean the toilets for the next six weeks. They didn't get anybody else to volunteer for nothing after that. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said. You said, oh, I like to bowl, but I ain't volunteering for I ain't for volunteering nothing. for nothing. <laughs> so this was just basic training and... That lasted mm, for six weeks, six weeks, and the the final day of basic training, we had to dress out in blues. We had to pack everything up in our BDUs or in our in our duffel bags. We could finally get our civilian suitcases out of the locker, get our wallets back, get all our personal stuff, our keys, whatever we had, but we couldn't put it on. We could carry our wallet with our ID and everything in it, but we couldn't carry any civilian clothes because they were putting on us a bus. And I was being bussed from San Antonio, Texas to Wichita Falls, Texas. But there was there was there was something else in between there. Me and Megan came to see you. Yeah, there was a field day there that yeah. uh, got canceled and well there was a graduation that got canceled because I drove through pouring rain. But yeah. we'll we'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. But you know what I remember most? Besides you being gone and how pitiful you were when you called and you thought I didn't write you. Yeah. Was you didn't get paid. Yeah. They didn't tell us that before you enlisted. Yeah. You didn't get paid. You I got didn't get paid for six you weeks. You got one little stipend at the three week point that was like about a hundred dollars. And you had to buy a bunch of stuff. Yep. And you sent home, I think, like fifty dollars. Yep. And that was it. I mean, we did not get any pay for six solid weeks. I yep, had I bill collectors. I, didn't I get, remember. I didn't get paid until the day I left for tech school. I remember vividly sitting, Megan was in the bathtub, sitting on the floor, pregnant, sitting on the floor with her in the bathtub and bill collectors calling, got, telling me, well, you have to pay the bills. Don't you have somebody you could borrow from? And I'm like, no, he's, he's in the military and he is not getting a check. He is not getting paid. And they yeah. are just harassing me. Don't you have said No, I had enough savings and enough money from what I was doing, which is what we're going to talk about the ne next week, that I was keeping Megan and I was keeping the lights on, the water on, and keeping us fed. 
Paying what was needed. And what was what we had to have done. But as far as the bills, they were waiting. Yeah. And it was just, and I would explain to them, you know, he is, he enlisted in the military. He is at basic training. He gets all of his pay in one lump sum at the end. And they were unmerciful. Still are. Still are. They still are. But that's why you handle it now. Because I did enough of it then that I don't want to do it anymore. But it was just awful. And I thought, you you people are terrible. You have no no compassion whatsoever. Mm. Anybody who does that bill collecting job, you you have to you have to have a heart of stone to do that job because it's just I mean that was that was terrible, and it was that was so, so we'll, hard. We'll continue this. Uh, I think we were both doing what in the world have we done? Yeah, we were doubting what we thought God had called us to do, and you know I don't really remember your parents or my parents nope. or anybody. They didn't chip being, in that I know of. Well, no, I don't even remember them being in the, I mean, in the situation or anything, um, except for, you know, when Megan and I went down for your graduation, we, we stopped at your parents and spent the night before we went to San Antonio because your parents were halfway. Mm. But I don't, I don't really remember them coming to the house or, yeah. I don't, I don't remember anything. It was I just a blur. remember being on my own. I just remember feeling very alone yeah. just being i mean having lost my grandmother and and just i remember just feeling very very alone yeah and i was i felt alone too and i was in the sea of thousands of other young cadets and airmen or not cadets but young airmen and, and you were the old man i was the old man you i was 25. 25 yeah the next oldest person was 19 in my flight so I was considered the old man of the flight. So, yeah, it was, it was a difficult time. But like yeah. I've said before in other episodes, Jesus was right there with me. Yeah. But, you know, it's the joke that people tell um, the little boy who's having nightmares and he keeps screaming at his dad, uh-huh. you know, and, and his dad keeps coming in there. It's, Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you. And he says, yes, but I need somebody with skin on. Yeah. And that's how I felt. I need somebody with skin on. So, you know, so if you need to talk to somebody with skin on, reach out to us. Yep. Got skin. It's all bruised, but it's. Reach out. We'll talk to out. you. We'd we'll listen. Happy to, We're good listeners. To talk. Yeah. And, and to pray with you. Yep. So, but just know that Jesus is there with you, whatever you're going through. And you can find us on, you can find us anywhere on, uh, on the internet. Arnold Elizabeth. or Elizabeth Clamon. Yep. And the, or at the Clamon group. The Clamon group. Yep. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.
Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.